0: Welcome to the Lagon Valley Vineyard podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing Lagon Valley filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, lagonvalleyvineyard.com. May I introduce the wonderful Lauren to you, and we're going to pray for her. She opens God's word with us this morning. And um, let's just pray for you, Lauren, before you start. Father, as a church family, we're grateful for Lauren. We're grateful for her gentle, strong courage. We thank you that she speaks out of journeying with you and that what she has to share with us today in your word comes from life experience and her depth of love for your word. And so come, Holy Spirit, speak to us through your word today as Lauren shares with us and bless her as she blesses us. In Jesus' name, Amen. May I help you? Thank you. Um, Good morning. Um, I'm just going to arrange myself. Um, But so lovely to see you all um, this morning and to see your smiling faces. Um, I'm Lauren, and I'm one of the pastors here at Ligon Valley Vineyard. And um, yeah, it's my joy to um, just really share what I feel God is putting on my heart. Um, But as we journey this new series together, I am very excited about this new series that Andy kicked us off in last week as he um, introduced Walking with God he um, unpacked the story for us of the road to a mess, Jesus walking and talking with two of his followers, walking with God on the journey, or is a journey on the road to life. It's learning how to simply have a good conversation with Jesus, and that is prayer. Brian Heasley summarizes prayer really well in this quote, Prayer, a devotion to relationship, encounter, a conversation with God, is the root of all we do. And um, on that note, um, let's pray. So, um, yes, God, we just thank you that you come to encounter us. And we Lord today just say that we're here to encounter you. So would you come Lord Jesus, amen, amen. Walking with God is a life of prayer, but it's prayer in all of its forms. And today I'm going to focus on one of those forms and that is being still. And how being still is actually our launch pad to walking with God. So being still, who's good at it? Are any of us good at it? No, <laughs> I'm not great at it either. But um, to get us started, um, I'm going to just tell you a story. But as I said in the first service, that there's huge sacrifice in me sharing this story, one, because um, I don't look great in it, Um, and two, yeah, two, that if I'm ever in your tribe, I um, have really just surrendered my, one of my two truths out of that game, two truths and a lie, we used to play that all the time at tribes, and this got me through, so um, it's no more, now that I have just gonna disclose it. So anyway, um, some of you will know, um, growing up um, in my 20s, I spent a few years in Australia, and this was probably the time whenever paddle boarding was just getting on trend there. Um, And I would go down each evening and just watch the guys and girls as they would get on their boards and just set out, float in the sunset, just standing on a board, chilling at sea, and it just looked like my kind of sport peaceful, still, and so safe. So on holidays then, my day came confident. I hit the beach to hire a board, um, and not being a water baby, made sure I had a flotation device on, and that I just couldn't be any safer on this perfect weather day, floating on a board with a life vest on. I thought this was the dream, um, or so I thought. Only when out there did I soon realize that those guys who would go and stand on a board and watch the sun go down, well, actually, it took a bit of strength. It took this, like, core strength that I just did not have, and this balance to be able to remain still and unaffected by the ripples of the water below the board, and I was getting tired. When the Fijian blue skies turned black in a matter of seconds and calm seas disappeared and erupted into stormy waves, my strength and stillness rapidly vanished as panic set in. I jumped off my board, or rather fell off. I swam for my life, letting my board just drift off into the reef, Um, and I just didn't I figured out then that this sport was just so not cool and i had had enough so i swam for my life towards the shore yet just as i thought this could not get any worse this like velcro like feeling started to like tighten around my leg as i was swimming and knew it was not the board strap at all i got rid of that longer And it just got tighter and tighter and in a split second of panic and an extra surge of adrenaline, I ripped off what was entangling my leg, threw it above the water only to realize that I had just got hold of a poisonous black and white sea snake that had now hit the sea. A number of meters away well i have to thank that snake because i think the extra rush of adrenaline is actually what got me to shore and probably a lot of jesus but i made it to shore a lot further down the beach than i ever started and i was safe and you will maybe be surprised to know that i have not been on a paddleboard since but what i did learn was that paddle boarding required strength, a strength to be still on calm waters and a strength to survive stormy seas. Stillness requires strength. And today we're going to look at just that, being still. And where better to start than a stormy sea? So if you have your Bible and you want to turn to Mark, um, we're going to be looking at Mark 4, and you'll find that on your Bibles in page 698. But as you um, look at it, um, let's get into Mark's way of writing a little bit. Mark today I think would be up there with Spielberg as he writes in this like narrative style rather like an action-packed film drawing us to enter into the story that we may actually take on a slightly different lens and ponder some of the unanswered questions that Mark poses to us. So I really encourage you as we read the passage today to not just read it as normal, but to really get into it. Imagine yourselves there. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come as we read your word. So Mark four thirty-five to 41. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious storm came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. And the disciples woke him and said, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and waves obey him. So, first, Jesus sets the scene with direction Let's cross over to the other side. We pick up this passage with a focus on the disciples' destination. Yet this destination, I believe, isn't simply about reaching a location, but rather about the journey with Jesus in between that will build a strength in the disciples that no smooth sailing boat trip would do. Just like life, hey. How often in our busyness does our day-to-day become more about its destinations than what happens along the way? Hurry, performance, fear, all driving us on to the next thing and the next thing after that. Here in Mark 4, as the journey with Jesus unfolds, that starting line becomes more, however, like a vague memory as we get caught up in the drama of the storm. Can you identify when the chaos, the uncertainty, the fear surrounds, and when you, never mind the circumstances, are anything but still? But rather, you're terrified, you're anxious, you're uncertain. Asking God something similar, whether out loud or simply in our hearts or in our heads, don't you care that we're going to drown?" I know I can really identify with that and that I've asked that question many times and not just went on a paddleboard. Yet here in Mark we see Jesus firstly being still and then stilling the storm. Leaving the disciples in awe as they then ask, who then is this? Even the wind and waves obey him. This voyage that Mark takes us on is one that I reckon we can each identify with. One that involves storms, that require us to look to Jesus in order to experience stillness and to know God. We could talk today about how we go to prayer about the storms, the circumstances that we so desperately need or want God to change. And trust me, we will get to this in the weeks ahead but actually today I want us to focus our attention on a detail in this story that I think Jesus models to us before any storm is even silenced and that's not how he speaks to the storm but rather his ability to sleep in it you see the chaos of the storm does not unsettle Jesus It is not the wind or the waves that wake him up. Jesus is not afraid of the storm, this one or the others that we read of in the Gospels. And neither does he avoid the storms. In fact, what we read here is of Jesus going through the storm with his disciples. The storm does not change who Jesus is. He remains God. The storm creates, however, this opportunity for Jesus to be seen for who he is, his power and his authority. The storm revealing who he is to those who he is with. Who he is and his ability to be still and his ability to speak stillness to the storm. Jesus models for us being still. There is a supernaturalness, I think, to his stillness that for us to model actually requires us to therefore rely on him to be filled with him and his spirit. You see, stillness requires strength, but it's his strength in us. Today, being still defies a rushed world where we so easily declare in our addiction to doing our own self-sufficiency and self-reliance. Being still stills our being to the peace God has set for us. Jesus' stillness in the midst of the storm, I believe speaks volumes to the storm before he even opens his mouth. You see, Jesus makes a radical move in the boat as he isn't simply sleeping. He is being still God with us, still God with them. Jesus remains still, still God. As we acknowledge that God is with us, we unlock the ability to be still, And in being still, we recognize that we are with God. We recognize and we acknowledge. In moment by moment surrender, we rely on him. If Jesus can sleep in the storm, so can we with him. We learn in this process to take our direction from Jesus and not the storm. And this is what walking with God is. Yet, how often does our reactivity and our self-sufficiency deny Jesus the opportunity to speak to the storms that we have been trying to fight alone? How often do we face a storm and forget to pray about it when it hits the fan and you go in to fix it, flee from it, or freeze modes, Or when last, Did things in life feel so out of control that you felt God wasn't doing his job well enough so you would just have to jump in? I know I can identify with all of those questions. In my own reactivity and fear, I know I can actually lock Jesus out as I try to figure it out on my own. And Eugene Peterson writes, or I like to say punches with life's basic decision is rarely if ever whether to believe in God or not, but whether to worship or compete with him. When last did you compete with God? Being still is the ultimate start. Of surrender surrender to him him being the boss of our lives we think being still is weak or lazy ineffective but no our being still is strength properly placed in a resurrected Jesus it's a posture of humility that in being still we acknowledge that God is still with us being still knowing he is God. You see, it's this that changes how we pray. It changes us. This changes how we see the world, but also its storms as we now see Jesus in them with us. I don't know your story or what storm you find yourself in or are walking with someone else in, but what I can say is that Jesus does. And that is where he longs for our focus to be. As when we focus on him, we learn from him. We live in him. See, Mark 4, when the storm wraps up, the, the disciples ask, Who then is this? And Mark, in um, the book of Mark, its understanding is clear it is the Lord God. You see, we read this little story of a storm in the context of God's greater story, his rule, his reign, and his returning. This story talks about wind and waves, yet confirms Jesus' divine power that confronts chaos and subdues the forces of nature. It is through the storm the disciples question and come to know the authority and the power of God. Power that is above and beyond the chaos of the world in which they lived. When we experience stillness in the storms, we too can ask the same question. Who then is this? You see, for us to do this walking, talking, relationship with God, we must journey in the discovery of who then is this. We must learn him. We must explore him. We must prioritize relationship with him in order that we may know him. You see, learning to be still demands that we know Jesus that we learn from the man that was still God, still with us, yet able to sleep in the storm. Still God, also able to tell the storm to be still. Being still is the beginning. It's the starting point for being strong. Strong and courageous, knowing who God is. God still being with us. Psalm 46:10, we read the same words that Jesus spoke to the wind and waves: be still. Be still and know that I am God. And this um, chapter in the Psalms is written in the context of war and chaos. And this command was given not as one to take a nap but actually to stand in awe. Stillness can be quiet and meditative, and there's so much importance to this, but being still can also be a defining act of standing and acknowledging that even in the chaos, even in the storm, he alone is God. I'm prone to fear. And I need to remember who God is. You see, storms expose our insecurities and what we have built our security in and on. Yet being still addresses them. It is the opportunity for us to surrender to who God is and realign our lives to that truth. The starting point of stillness for anyone is going to expose some of those insecurities and areas of our lives where we so desperately want to be God of. And yeah, that's not easy. And my question to myself, but also to you friends, is what in your life are you trying to be God of in this season? Where are you competing? It may shock us how much we have become accustomed to doing or fixing or running on adrenaline. And just like the disciples, the storm exposed fear, doubt, and even their reactions to those emotions, as well as beliefs around who Jesus was. This again was part of the transforming process of being This stuff that gets uncovered, well, we want to uncover in order that we may be transformed by God and the truth of who he is. And I would pause here to say that to go one step further than that, I I actually believe that if we refuse to uncover the stuff that that is actually more dangerous to us and our walking with God than being in any storm, in any boat that has Jesus in it too. So I think he calls us to uncover some stuff. He calls us to transformation. See, Jesus in the boat, that is the security It is not the boat itself or the weather surrounding it. Jesus' voice is the authority. It's the voice of the creator of our world, the voice that the wind and the waves obey. And it is that voice, that is the voice that we want to tune our ears to. That is the voice that we want to obey. And that is the voice that we are called but also want to amplify and echo to know God, and to recognize His voice. It's entering this conversation with God begins with our focused attention on God and stillness that invites us into this adventure of walking with God. You see, we want to be a people, church, that in storms we have the courage to even do as Peter did the next time round. And that was to step out of the boat towards Jesus. You see, being still is our launch pad to a life of prayer. Prayer burst in who God is. Our being still moves us to a place in prayer that is deeper, a deeper cry than our current problems. A cry that Jesus taught us to pray as we desire his will and his way. His way through is the way of revelation and transformation. You see, being still leads us into prayer that leads us into revelation and transformation. We begin with being You see, it is out of our being that we then become, become like Christ. Our being with Christ results in fruit of being like him. If we make our goal being, we will be transformed. If we make, however, our goal becoming, we will simply endeavor to work harder and do more and come even more consumed by a culture of works and religion so what does this actually look like what is being still look like for us practically being still again doesn't necessarily mean being stationary for me whenever that's way too much of a stretch stillness looks like walking it looks like throwing out my exercise mat and inviting God actually to meet me in that space and place to be with me. Or at other times, it can be going for a nap. For others, it's paddle boarding, it's climbing a mountain, it's getting on a bike. But what I also want to open our minds to is the fact that it is also the mundane, It's the drives to work when we simply make a decision to turn the radio off for a minute or two and simply breathe. It's the moments when we're in a queue and rather than picking up our phone, which is just our natural reflex now, that actually we deliberately place it back in our pocket and we just become aware that God, Jesus, is still with us. It is those moments, those opportunities that await us every day. And my challenge to us is to begin to look for them, to discover them, and to walk with God in them. Walking with God is an adventure. So we need to explore it. Explore being still with him. And know that in those moments, he is still being God with you. As we land this morning, um, I want to take us a little bit further along the road in the Jesus story, and that's in John 20, and um, I'm going to give you like a broad um, brushstroke of it, but if you want to read it um, at home anytime, it's John twenty nineteen to 28, and it follows um, the death um, of Jesus, and he's been um, buried in the tomb, and And here we have Peter and John and they've just returned from an empty tomb. Where has Jesus gone? Already in an emotional state, having had the week that they've had and now adding to that trauma, stress, confusion, anxiety, fear and doubt, this, an empty tomb. So the disciples here in this chapter, in this passage in John are in this like sort of lockdown They're hiding in a room in complete fear. The one they left it all to follow is dead, now missing. And maybe they're thinking, man, we're next. You see, emotional doesn't even seem like a strong enough word. Being still was definitely not on their radar and peace probably seemed impossible yet. It is right here to this lockdown room that Jesus comes to meet them. It's not to a storm out at sea, but what he comes to here is to address a storm within. You see, Jesus had to calm and settle the emotions that were raging inside of his disciples, he had to speak to their souls and peace to their mind and to their hearts. Boy, do we need Jesus to come and speak to the storm here. I need it. I don't know about you. And this week, um, in our 3-2-1 guide, um, our practice will help lead us in doing just that, in being still, And very simply, our guide is going to lead you in two minutes, two minutes of stillness. It's like working a muscle and lifting a weight. We start really light and we then build it up because being still will not come naturally, guys. Being still does require intentionality and it does require practice. But it is a practice that is so worth it because it leads us to knowing God. Just like getting to know anyone it requires commitment and time but it is time well spent as in knowing God we develop a greater desire to walk with him further and we grow in our ability to then trust him more. So check that out this week and journey in that. But it would be wrong for me to sit here and talk about it if we didn't actually get to practice it together. So we're going to take a couple of minutes and be still. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and and speak to the storms in us. So now as the band are going to join me and, and they too are going to begin with and um, being still is, as often I'm aware that in the moments of stillness in our mundane everyday lives there is noise and there is not beautiful flute playing in the background <laughs> so uh, we're going to practice being still in the background noise for a minute If your posture, just like I talked about Psalm 46.10, where actually the command to be still and new God was a posture of actually standing in awe of God. If that's the posture that actually you feel is important for you to take right now, I really encourage you to stand. Um, Otherwise, I just invite you to sit. And your 3-2-1 guide um, is going to lead you through four really simple steps. And we're going to do those right now as we just wait on the Lord. And first and really simply, that is just to relax. So if you just feel safe seat behind you and just relax, relax into it. And we're just going to Breathe. It's amazing how we can go through a day and breathe so shallowly, so fast, that we don't actually realize that even in our breathing, we are giving our body a message. And so often that message is anything but still. So right now we're gonna just practice what it is to breathe in slowly and deeply. And you can even just close your eyes as you breathe out. And even in breathing out, we just, we just surrender, God. And as we still ourselves, we also just say, God, would you come and speak? So I encourage you just to ask him to come speak. And yes, it's totally natural to be distracted, to have thoughts of all sorts of to-do lists running through your head, and that's okay. It's simply an opportunity to come back to Jesus once more, to breathe, to surrender, and ask him to speak. So come, Lord Jesus. Jesus speaks to the storms in us to address fear. He is still God, able to still the storm within us with his peace. So together as you sit with Jesus, just ask his peace to come. Remember, this is you walking with God. And yes, we walk with each other too. But right now, you ask him. Ask him to come. In the storm at sea, Jesus' care is seen in the calming of the sea. Yet here in John, we have him walk through a locked door into a fear-filled room to calm an internal storm, but also to be with him in it. Being still comes as a result of being with him. So we just invite God now to expose the fear. Expose the storm and show us, Lord, where you are in it. I think so often in culture and in life, we don't put Jesus and storms together. Whereas actually, I think we need to rewire that part of our brain and actually acknowledge that, no, he actually can be with you right in the middle of it. So whatever your storm is, just invite him as you pray with him in this moment to just show show you where he is. God, we just ask that you would just give pictures. God, we ask that the imaginations that you have fearfully and wonderfully created, will now you just use. Would you consecrate them to yourself? And would you show us where you're in the storm with us? God, I just pray that you would just even release courage to acknowledge the fear. That you would open those locked doors, those locked rooms in our hearts where we try to hide. Yeah, we just pray that you would just come in your freedom. Come in your freedom. And we just speak peace, be still. Peace, be still. In this moment, what we're doing is we're simply inviting his being to meet with our human being. And finally, this peace wasn't simply to help the disciples stay in a room. This peace right now is not simply to help us be comfortable. Being still with God, he with us, knowing God, always has a purpose. We're reminded that the passage where Jesus speaks stillness to the storm, it began with a destination as his peace moves his disciples here in John from being locked up in fear to moved, moved out in his power so that his kingdom would be made new and so that his voice would be what is echoed and amplified. So we want to invite God's power. We have experienced his peace but we also invite his power. His power to break fear off our lives. Fear itself can be a locked room that holds us captive when actually what Jesus is calling us to is to step outside the door into the world that he is calling us to be his lifelight too. So God, we just declare that as we are still, that you are still God. So we invite your power to come right now. And I encourage you in your own walking and talking with God in this moment to just simply whisper the echo of your heart that, yes, God, come in your power. Invite his power to the very point of your weakness. Be still and know, God, that we may go with God. If God is um, just still ministering peace to you, um, just wait in that, sit in that. However, the band, um, we're gonna take a moment to really step out in that sense of what he is calling you to. What is the power point that even in your weakness, you need to meet with God and you actually do need to take a stand A stance of being still. It says right now I stand in awe of you God and I declare that you are God and I am not. And therefore today marks a moment where I step beyond the line of trying to be God and I step over the line to declare that I trust you God. And you know what friends? That line you might need to cross every 10 minutes of your day and that is okay. But together with every step, that is called walking with God so right now we are going to sing and we are going to declare that we will stand with him as we move beyond the borders of our fear and of even our insecurity and our idolatry which is where we try to be God of our lives we're going to close a little differently this morning and a little stiller than usual and um, we're gonna continue to worship and if you need to go your your release to to do that however and um, we would love to just take some time to also open it up to ministry and um, our ministering to you so if there's any way that and um, that we can pray for you. I just encourage you. and There will be some of our team um, standing here as we worship, and we would just love to pray with you and for you and to simply posture ourselves as being with you in the boat. The disciples weren't alone. Yes, Jesus was there, but their friends were also there too. So if we can do that for you, please come. And I also would love... um, just really feel like God's just been stirring and just if, if fear has you gripped at the moment, like I, I joke about the, um, the snake that was like Velcro wrapping itself around my leg. Um, but if you feel gripped by fear, That is not from Jesus. And just like Jesus came to the disciples in that locked room, he wants to walk through some doors to meet with you today. So if we can pray for you, if that's you, I would just encourage you that no eyes are on you. This is a safe place for you to just step out of your seat and let that be your step today of you saying, yes, God. Life doesn't have to be this way anymore. So I encourage you to just make your way to the front. Grab a seat. Come stand and we stand with you. We would love to pray for you. And secondly... Just as we have sang, um, the disciples were sent from that room. They were sent to bring the message of Jesus far and wide. And we have the church. And whether it's church planting or it's something else in your life, but if you feel like God is calling you into something new in this season, If you feel like there's this thing that he's even kind of getting at, like nudging you towards, even if it's to have a conversation with a friend or whatever that is, however big or small, if you feel God nudging you to step beyond, to go outside of the door, well, we want to pray for you. Because I feel like God actually wants to empower you. Because when we meet with him, when we recognize him, when we acknowledge him, when we know him, we know his power. So if that's you, or if there's any other way that we can pray for you, do come forward, the band. And we're going to continue worshiping. But again, you're released to go. Um, And in that, I just say, God, we just thank you for your peace. God, we thank you that, yes, there are storms, but we declare that you are with us in them. So we choose today to be still and to know that you are God. In Jesus' name.